Thanks for tuning in today. My name is Kevin with Bison Moon Group, Reach the Moon Podcast. I'm sitting here today with House of NYX. So if you could uh, describe to me, what does uh, NYX stand for? Well, it's House of Nix, and I'm Harper Nix. It's been my stripper name for about 16 years. <laughs> so we just decided, you know, it's everything kind of happens in our house, and it's the House of Nix, and it's, you know, we're the ladies of the house. No, that sounds really good. Um, so what exactly all do you do in your business? Oh, we sell an experience. <laughs> we have, uh, we kind of dabble in a few different, few different markets. We have an exotic maid service. Uh, we sell stripper grams of the traditional type. Um, we have uh, services for bachelorette parties, bachelor parties, divorce parties, and private parties. And we also do a VIP gentleman's Edmonton tour. Okay, I looked up on Google there. Um, it said that you used to do a maid cleaning service We still as well? do an exotic maid service. Okay, good yeah. to hear. Costumes yeah. and everything. Costumes and everything. We sell uh, the exotic maid service. You either order your maid in your traditional, you know, French maid or lingerie, topless, nude, or fantasy. So a costume of your choice, which sometimes gets a little ridiculous. The ladybug onesies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've been asked to wear the most absurd things to clean people's houses, but you know what? Whatever floats your boat. <laughs> Sometimes it's a little awkward to try to sweep in some of these costumes, but, you know, superhero lingerie with a big cape walking around doing their laundry. It's kind of funny. It makes it more fun. It does. That's good. It seems like you guys are really passionate about what you do and enjoy it. So what actually got you to turn it from a business to an experience? Because it is, you know, when people think business, they do think of something more formal and, you know, I don't want to say stuffy, but more traditional whereas we're kind of we're kind of blending everything that we've all like it's a group of independent girls right we're blending everything that we know into one kind of mishmash of a company and from there we kind of it turned into a business kind of on its own as we started doing these little things trying to make you know our regular lives a little bit more exciting instead of just you know being a call girl on a Saturday night we're uh we'll we'll clean your house in uh in a ladybug onesie no, take your trash cool. out. <laughs> play board games. We play board games. We play Twister a lot of the time with them. Okay. Yeah, we do. Uh, we do a lot of ridiculous things. Make pretty mundane things a party. Yeah, we do make pretty mundane things a party. Okay, it's true. And how many of there are you? Um, how, like, how big is your staff? Um, well, we don't really like to call it a staff because we don't. What the whole point of behind this whole business model was that we don't want to be working for anybody. We all do work for ourselves. It is a collective. There's about ten to twelve of us, all total. Um, that kind of you know we each kind of do our own thing. But then when we get a booking, I mean, our clients do get to choose who they want to show up for their service, so they can go on the website, they can have a look at the girls. Um, they can pick who they would like to show up and then we just literally send an email. Hey, are you available in this time? The girls decide whether or not they are and then we kind of go from there. Okay. Now, if someone was to find you online and book with you uh, as a business model, Mm -hmm. is there a procedure that you had a hard time developing or actually brought out some procedure because of something that happened in the past? Um, well, we had a, we have a hard time kind of, you know, getting away from the stigma that people the way people book these kind of services and what they say and whatnot we do have a booking app set up so we do require you to write down what kind of service you're looking for all those kind of things and then it kind of gets filtered through uh one of us on the screening board to make sure that everyone knows that you know 
what we provide is a fantasy experience and these kind of services, not just a 30 minute in and out. $100 back page. $100 back page yeah. kind of deal. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of filtering that happens. A lot of, we ask a lot of questions, okay. a lot of questions, a lot of screening. We look up, every, we make sure we know where we're going 100% of the time before we go. We just don't walk into any house. We do, we all go with security at all times um, so that everything is by the book, above the table and make sure that everybody, both parties, us and them are safe and no one has anything to worry about so they can kind of just let go and have the experience and the fun and all that, that they're looking to have without any concerns. Okay. Now you said as a business model, um, you always bring a few things with you. You said uh, just in general conversation on the side that you always have like a guy or mm -hmm. security with yep. you, um, that it is a legitimate service so yep. that both parties on, on the side of the deal don't have to be worried Correct. and that they actually get what they're asking Correct. for. There is a big problem with um, like people like people paying for these services and the girls don't show up mm -hmm. or the girls show up, take their cash and leave. Mm -hmm. Or they, you know, who they book to show up doesn't show up. We've heard of a lot of time when we book a lot of our bachelor parties, the strippers that people have picked from other companies and the girls that show up at their door, not the same girls. We, uh, we offer a confirmation call, a video call with our client and us so they can see us beforehand and make sure that we are who we are 100% and that it is all above, above the book. We're not trying to pull the wool over anybody's eyes or, you know, rip anybody off and that kind of thing. So is there any local businesses that you work with right now as an actual like running of the business that really helps you? We pretty much right now are we're on our own. We're, on our own. <laughs> we're kind of swinging for the fences on uh -huh. our own. It's really hard to get a lot of other businesses to, I wouldn't say like acknowledge it or be acceptive, like be accepting of what we're doing kind of thing. Um, there is that stigma around the adult entertainment industry that, you know, people don't want to get involved in and whatnot so and we understand that but having done the amount of parties and events and the like the, the jobs that we do we're kind of slowly starting to see a change in our clientele but our clientele is amazing the people mm. that we get it's we couldn't ask for better clients really for every you know but every 50 maybe we have one that might be an issue but for the most part we've been doing it on our own like I said we brought in our own we hired our own security team we do. Uh, we did all our own website design. We did all our own booking. We did all our own graphic design. We do all our own photos. Answer the phones. <laughs> we made our own business plan. Is all us. Yeah, everything has everything. been us. And you guys have actually sat down and written out a business plan. I have a sixty-five page business plan, <laughs> cool. complete with financial projections and all. I have a degree in corporate marketing. Okay. Yeah. So. So what years ago possibly brought you into the industry, uh, or possibly even brought you into planning the business? The business was a long time come because we've been in this industry for too long. That's exactly what it is. Okay. Yeah. It was kind of like once you, this industry kind of takes a toll on you after a while. Um, if you keep working for somebody else. If you keep working for somebody else, it is, it's, you know, it's a very personal thing that you're doing too. It's a very personal side of you you're putting out there. And it gets to a point where you, you can't have anybody else tell you what to do in this kind of industry because it does feel very objective, like you're being objectified. And whatnot. So it come the business came about because we were sick and tired of having other people be like, it's time for you to get on stage or it's time for you to take this call. Or you're and you're like, I don't want to go to that house. I feel uncomfortable. And they're like, get in the car. I don't care if you've seen four or five people today. Yeah. 
get in the room. Yeah, and you don't want to do it anymore. So we kind of all got together and we're like, we're sick and tired of this. So we might as well just do it on our own and decide whether we want to go or not. If we don't want to work for two weeks, we don't work for two weeks. <laughs> There's really no reason to be working for somebody in this industry nowadays. Yeah, yeah. because there is. I mean, you have to really watch who you work for, too, mm-hmm. because it is a very profitable industry and people on the other end do get carried away with their employees and... So many younger and younger girls getting in now. Yeah. Don't know any better. Yeah. A, a question then, as a, the actual business, do you think the internet and web is changing things where... Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 know, like, I know I'm sure clients now have different ideas than they had 20 years ago, but even the actual flow of things, like it's easier. It's easier to get for clients to get the unsafe services that they want and it's harder for those of us that are providing safe fantasy type experiences to like separate ourselves from the people that are not right I don't know if those girls want to go if those girls want to go do with that what they're doing that's all the power to them but we all we don't want to be all lumped in the same category kind of thing so we have a hard time dealing with clients that don't understand why she's a hundred dollars and we're four hundred but you're paying for, with us, you're paying for an experience. We come with bag of toys, bag of, toys, bag of this, bag of that. Board games. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's just, so it's about trying to break that, separate from those people. No, so. in, in conversation, that's yeah. exactly it. You said yeah. it's more of an experience where yeah. you'll actually sit there and play board games with them. Yeah. If it's a poker night, yep. you're, we, you're there the entire night. And yeah, we do a lot of poker games. Um, we do like cocktail, wait- topless cocktail waitressing like top of serving we'll, we do we can do it in whatever kind of costume they want kind of thing i've gone into someone's house and ended up barbecuing for a party of like 50 people in a bikini like in my stripper clothes covered in stripper <laughs> gems and i never got i never did any show did any dance did any routine Barbecued because they all got too drunk and no one could barbecue the burgers <laughs> so i stood there and barbecued for 50 men for two hours and i was just like can someone give me a beer sometimes that's all you need <laughs> yeah. but it, that's what you end up being there for the most like what you think you're going there for and what happens tends to be totally different like, like we were so saying better. it's organic yeah like we were saying Natural earlier flow. it is and people tend to open up to us and what they think they're going to get as an experience they end up being blown away by what actually happens because we are we're real people we're come in we're non-judgmental we're a sounding board we're you know no that's understandable um a question about the business side of things is what's your biggest cost that people wouldn't expect biggest cost Oh my god, toys and toys and lube, toys and lube, toys and lube. Oh my god, coconut oil, condoms, coconut oil, female condoms. Yeah, too expensive. Yeah, coconut oil and female condoms. Yeah, <laughs> we should have shares in coconut oil. <laughs> the amount of coconut you don't even understand. <laughs> it's embarrassing. Keeping out of you constantly. Yeah, you smell Lisa like a pina colada all day. You're like people are like what's that smell? You're like that's me. <laughs> <laughs> like I have smell not like, been drinking. Yeah, I smell like coconut oil. I get it. <laughs> I like that answer. That <laughs> it's true though. It's so. It's probably our biggest expense. Well, it's because it's most things that you buy. Yeah, and we leave them everywhere. And costing. Mm. And you costumes. forget things so costumes. much in people's houses. Yeah, we forget costume pieces everywhere. 
<laughs> I guess that's yes. a hard uh, call, maybe, if you're sitting at home after the event. I'm sorry, can you come back? You forgot your toy here. Yeah, uh, yeah. No one's going to say no to that. Yeah. We got a free toy. And, we, and we, just, we just let it go. Like, we're just like, we open up the bag, we're like, oh, man. <laughs> like, and it's like, do we go back for it? Or, uh, no, we're just Never worth it. it. Yeah, we're just going to leave it. We'll get a new one. <laughs> Shopping trip. So being a, a business owner, is was there ever something that you didn't expect as a cost? All the licensing. Oh my God, the licensing. There's and just the so ins- much paperwork. And the insurances. The, insur- oh, the, the insurances the that waivers. I never that I never knew existed. <laughs> Ever. Like, you know, you think you have to get business insurance and this and that. Okay, I got it. Rideshare insurance, got it. Then they're like, oh, by the way, do you have kidnap and ransom insurance? I'm like, I'm sorry, do I have what now? That's the thing. I'm like, no, I don't know what that is. I'm like, I have to Google that. Hold on, I'll be right back. <laughs> so yeah, the insurances and then the cost alone of our of our business license compared compared to everybody else. Because we are all licensed by the city independently, but to, uh, to get the license to run this as a platform uh, for booking and for advertising and to make sure that it is all above the books, the licensing cost would, like yearly cost, would blow your mind what it is. I actually believe you. It's, I uh, was asked to DJ a rave years ago, and because raves are known for their shenanigans, mm-hmm. the insurance was five times the cost and wasn't worth it for me to go and do it. Yeah. So, yeah, our insurance is uh, well. You could license. You could put the put a license on a venue, a strip club venue, for about six times less than we can have as an agent than we would pay as an agency. It's a, it's astronomical. It blows your mind, but it is trying. There, I get what they're trying to do. They're trying to regulate this kind of business and whatnot. They want, I want to, they want to make sure that whoever is buying these licenses is doing it by the book and is legitimate and is really serious about it by putting the cost like that, as the way that we looked at it. Like, I like how you said that you're not staffed. You are a group of people. Um, a question that I had when you were talking about that previous is: Is there men and women? There is. Okay, and then the other question is. Do you feel a lot of competition from the brick and mortar businesses, the massage boutiques? Like the studios? Yeah, the studios or... We've worked in the studios. That's what we're getting away from. That's what we're getting away from. Um, Studios, again, it isn't by the hour. They go in there for one purpose and one purpose only. You're renting the room like you do in a hair salon. Yeah. a chair. Yeah, okay. as a girl in the studio, you do rent that room, but we're trying to get away from that and providing like in-home experiences. And you know, it is a little bit different. I don't really think we feel a competition. Mm-mm. It's completely different. It is completely different. It's uh, again, it's not a direct competition. It's we're don't want to be under the same stigma as them. I guess that's the only yeah trying to get yeah. away from them. Yeah, we want the entertainer entertaining entertainment side of, side of things rather than the. No, it's a good idea because this way you can see the fact that you guys provide a good service. Maybe they use your service in the city and now they say, okay, we would like you to visit the ski lodge. Yep. And it allows you to be mobile. Yeah. We do. We uh, we do a lot of traveling. We've done a, like quite a few uh, like bachelor parties and stuff. I've done a few in Saskatchewan. Um, we do a lot outside, just like outside city limits. We'll travel all the way to BC. We have a couple things coming up in BC later on um so you know we travel we do a lot of uh we're actually gonna do a car show i believe in bc so we're gonna go for that so we're there as entertainers right you get to sit with the strippers you get to sit with the girls that are you know the the topless poker girls yeah, the good thing about this too is we can be more public and out there we can you can take us to events yes you're not hidden in a dark room somewhere yeah okay no that's good a uh, question that i always ask is how can i help you reach the moon 
don't know. I just kind of, I think kind of more or less just getting the fact, getting the fact that, you know, adult entertainment is not always a negative thing and it's not something to be judged and frowned upon and we're more than just. It's not a dark seedy business. No. You know, it's not the dark underbelly. It's, you know, shine some light on fantasy. People nowadays, like sexuality is becoming so much more fluid and people are so much more open about things. And it's just a matter of embracing that and embracing the fact that, you know what, people are going to do, people are going to try to experience these things. People are going to, you know, test the waters with fantasy and whatnot. So why not do it with people that know what they're doing, do it safely. And, you know, we are very knowledgeable about all things freaky. In conversation <laughs> off the air, you also said that you will ideally sit down with a future client just to make sure that all parties involved are the right fit with one another. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you can call the girls up and just have a half an hour conversation with them, <laughs> but if you have questions to figure out if it's going to fit you as a husband and wife or you as a, yep. a party, feel free to call them and ask uh, questions. 100%. We do it all the time. Oh, yeah. We've sat, on the, we've sat on the phone with, for like, we've got clients that we've seen in Bath and stuff that have called us 10, 20 times before <laughs> we've gone, even, see, even gone there. I got another question. I got another question. Go yeah. question. Yeah. <laughs> well, we just want to make sure that everyone's comfortable with the scenario and the situation. And then even when we do come into those situations, when we start our sessions, we're always like, okay, let's check the ground rules again. Like, we're here to train you guys on this. And so he has to keep his hands over there. Mm-hmm. And we're going to stay over here. <laughs> <laughs> kind of thing. Just until everybody's comfortable, right? So. As a business and as this being your profession, have you had a lot of f- support from the family? Are you moving forward with having a family, like, relations? If you get my question. <laughs> like um, marriage and all that fun stuff? Hold on. Let me start babies? that. Let's. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we we need to get a little bigger before I start. Pop. I already have kids. We're good. <laughs> yeah, let me ask that question then. Again, is being the owner operator of this business, have you had a lot of support from your family? I don't really have a lot of family connections. I don't talk to my family all that much. So, frankly, would you say the industry puts you there? Or, yeah? So then, has the business creation actually allowed you to stand up a little bit more and stand on a chair and say this is who I am absolutely this it could be more open with because you're not because yeah it's you're you're not you're not saying to your family hey look this is what I do I do this you know for money kind of thing it's more or less hey I own a business I own a business and we 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 do adult entertainment details aren't necessary (laughs) (laughs) what happens behind closed doors happens behind closed doors (laughs) was there something that running the business then might have been the turning point to say this is now a legitimate business like I've done my that's more you than me yeah I guess I don't know yeah because well this is never a forever thing this isn't a career path for anybody. And we all not. expire in this business, right? So we might as well make it so that we can set it up. And who knows, five years down the road, we have kids and we're, you know, settled and whatnot. But we'll still make sure that that platform is there, that it's a safe way for girls that want to use it so that everything is screened and whatnot. Like I said, we're more or less, we've been through, we've had the bad experiences. We've worked for the bad people. We've been in the bad calls We've been in the like the situations that you literally leave in 900 showers cannot help what just happened. We've been there and we're trying to make sure that that doesn't happen to anybody else. We've gotten like if we can help somebody that wants that's going to start in this business because she needs to put her way through school, you know what? We're not judgmental. We'll help you 
and we'll make sure that it's done safely and that you don't put yourself in any situations that we've put ourselves in. Right? I mean, I've done a lot of stupid stuff as a young stripper. A lot of dumb stuff. I was in a lot of places that I never should have been in, that I probably never should have gotten out of. But you did. Mm. You learn how to run real fast mm-hmm. in a really big pair of heels. You learn. Um, but I don't ever want to put myself in that situation ever again. Young girls aren't getting the knowledge they should be getting into this because they're getting into it younger and younger. And for whatever reason, they go into a studio and girls aren't telling them anything. They aren't teaching them anything. They aren't helping them in any way. And they end up on the bad side of something that can be fun and an experience. They end up on the bad side of it being used as a object and kind of thing, right? So, if, you know, this is something that we're going to set up and then we're going to roll with it. And we even have to this day, we, like, we still have, we have people approach us all the time that want to use the platform to advertise and whatnot. And I'm like, I'll advertise for you till the cows come home. But I want to make sure that you're doing this because you want to do it, not because you're being made to do it. And that's... That's the big thing, right? No, that's cool. Kind of the peak of the pyramid in guiding... The mama bear steps up. <laughs> mama. <laughs> mama bear in the house. <laughs> Where do you see yourself in three to five years as the actual business? Do you need more like clients or do you need more um, girls and guys there's, to I work always, for always, you? There's always... This is an industry that people will always spend money on it. It's always going to be there, right? As much as the economy fluctuates, oh, people will always pay for that experience. I don't like I you always want more clients, you always want more girls to work for you in 3 to 5 years. I see us just solely running the advertisement part of it and the books and the booking and kind of going from there. In 3 years, will I be shaking my ass for dollar bills anymore? No. No. I'm done. We're done. We're done for 16 years. I'm going to close. I'm giving myself. Yes. I, I will be on the website as a provi- entertainer provider for I give myself another year. And then we will solely be on there as operators and owners. We'll still show up to events for large parties to make sure the girls are safe and run them as on-site management. But uh, in a year or two, I don't think my butt's going to be picking up money anymore. So I like that you view each one of your staff members as their own entrepreneur. Because you said, like, originally when we were just talking, um, that each dancer, each person in that field is their own entrepreneur. Did you actually feel like an entrepreneur back there? Like, you had any guidance, or did you feel like you were just running around in a tall set of heels? I've been running around in a tall set of heels (laughs) since I was a kid. (laughs) Um, It kind of just, we didn't didn't really feel like an entrepreneur. Um, It all started, I guess, I started doing it because it was, you know, you got girls got to eat, right? Money. It's, money is always there. Money is all, yeah. In money, that industry, money, money is, is always, always there. there. Okay. And to go back to a nine to five job where <laughs> what my weekly paycheck I can make in an hour. Sounds like hell. It's really not what I'm looking to do. But this is a, we are creating, I mean, in these services or something that, you know, we will hire girls and have more girls and continue it in three to five years. And hopefully by then it just self runs itself. And we'll be there, you know, maybe I'll do a spotlight show every once in a while, but I'm kind of getting up there in age. <laughs> <laughs> I'll come back to Arbor's her. come back to her. Yeah, Arbor's come back to her. <laughs> I might fall on my face. <laughs> I mean, that would just make sense. I know. That would be a part of the show. It would. Be part of my show. <laughs> You're not a dancer. I'm not a dancer. <laughs> By providing the actual business, 
what do you think you guys are actually achieving besides your service? I like to think we're helping all the youngins, all the lost, more lost girls. And what about for your customers? Oh, oh well. Um, I think it's a it's a safe way to experience, you know, the taboo. We we like to say that we we we're experienced in the tastefully taboo, <laughs> you know. Um, people tend to you know want to test the waters with these kind of things, and you know it's a safe way to explore that side of you, right? I find for what I've experienced and in general life as you grow up, once you are in school, I know this is a funny example, but you're in grade four and you're like, when I'm in grade four and I get to grade 12, those kids are going to be so much bigger. But then when you're great in grade 12, you're like, no, I am the same height as everybody else. (laughs) And I'm saying that because I'm kind of an average height short guy. (laughs) But it's true. Once you get into the atmosphere, it becomes normal. It becomes adult. It becomes comfortable. And I like that aspect of working with a business in regards to working just with a single person or a guy you met on the back sheet of a magazine or on Craigslist. Mm -hmm. Sometimes picking up your phone is the easiest thing to do. But then you're not really... You almost have that grade 12 fright, you know what I mean? Who am I actually going to deal with when I get there, that uncertainty? But then when you deal with the business, you know what I mean? I, I sit down for interviews with people all the time, and it becomes very simple because it's a conversation. Yep. And working with a business, that brings on the conversation. Mm-hmm. I typically don't talk through my podcast. That was a lot I had to say. <laughs> <laughs> See? We pull it out of people. <laughs> they tell us everything. <laughs> it but, is, though. It's a, it's a secure environment, right? What about a future risk that you see of running the business or even a problem? Let's say like a staff girl or guy runs into a problem either with testing or the security. I'm sure there's paperwork record and everything like that. Have you had that problem yet or? We haven't had any really big issues yet. Um, so about the screening, we screen with girls and guys. We screen with our people that we bring on that to our platform to advertise for. The girls that are up there, we screen with them 100. percent We know everything. They're all girls that we've worked with. Yeah, we know these girls. Personally. We know these girls personally on a personal level, and we know what they're all about. We screen, we screen our clients. My biggest fear of what's going to happen in a couple of years is when we ourselves pull ourselves off of there. And that's my biggest fear because we are we've started it. And we've both been in this industry for so long. We have, we have so many clients that kind of identify with us. It's kind of like this is our baby. Yeah. And if once I pull myself off that site as a provider, I'm gonna be like, okay, are they gonna do that session exactly the way we would? And then like, oh Treat god, good. oh god, be nice to our clients. <laughs> like, kind of thing. It's like letting go, right? Like when her and I go in and do a couple session, is is another two more girls that we send when we're not doing it anymore gonna do what we do and I was gonna are they gonna be as understanding towards that couple and yeah because you can't tell a girl how to run her own session exactly you can't do that no that's my biggest fear <laughs> is that when pulling is like pulling us off the site as providers and just going strictly to ownership and that's why it hasn't happened yet because I don't want it like these parties that I've done and stuff for years I don't want to send another stripper there and then her call and then her like them call me and be like Harper what like what's going on like this girl's like did this or did that and then have to be like oh my god you just go barbecue the burgers (laughs) and open the beer and smile that's all you do like why are you trying to push it into a different you know a different realm kind of thing so that's my biggest fear is that people aren't that you know 
the sessions aren't going to be run exactly. I'm a control. You like freak, to be though. in charge, yes. I'm a control freak. <laughs> what would you say is your mission statement? Mm. Do we not have one? On the- we have 900 of them. <laughs> I don't even know. Um, <laughs> I don't really know. I don't. It's all kind of you know. We're looking to. Uh, I don't know. It's a hard one. I'm trying to think of a very PG way to say <laughs> this, and I'm struggling. <laughs> I guess to provide, to provide, we're here to provide like, you know, fantasy and experience in a safe and professional manner. And we're here to kind of guide you, walk you hand in hand through kind of like, well, I like this, like I say, we'll take your hand and guide you through the darkened hallways, the house and X, into the tastefully taboo. (laughs) (laughs) Well said, well said. Can't hold through the darkened hallways. <laughs> well, I think I'll finish up with that. Uh, thank you guys for joining me today. Uh, Bison Moon Group, Reach the Moon Podcast. I really appreciate you guys sitting down with me tonight. Thank you. Push, 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 push. Push me, and then just touch me till I can get my satisfaction.